Hey, welcome to the C3 Auckland podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, head to c3church.org.nz. We hope you enjoy this message. My scripture here today is Galatians 5 and verse 1, and it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. And I was thinking about this. Imagine, I was thinking about, you easily think of somebody being in prison and being set free because that's the illustration. And for a lot of people are battling a prison-like state of something holding them back. There's a story here of this guy, Ricky Jackson. I got a picture of him. Let's throw that, that up there. He was in prison for 39 years for a crime he didn't commit. <laughs> I mean, talk about unforgiveness. <laughs> and that's the picture of him at 18 getting, getting put away for a crime he didn't commit. And this is what he says. He says, it was overwhelming being out after all that time. But he said, I intend to live well. I have made a promise to myself that I'll never be sad or afraid about anything again in my life. I've been given an opportunity and I'm not going to waste it by holding grudges. And so he got put away because a 12-year-old kid testified against him. And when he got out after 39 years, he actually met with that person because they recanted their story. And he met with the person and just said, I I forgive you. It's all good. (laughs) Um, Crazy. And, and, you know, but that story is is wanting to, to help us understand that Christ has wanted us to come into this extravagant freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. As I'm saying that, I just wanted to, uh, a shout out too for our West Campus for the first time. You know, we meet at Trust Arena in one of the conference rooms. And today, for the first week, we've had to uh, bust through the wall uh, into the next room because uh, so many people are turning up to uh, C3 West Campus. So let's give it up for them. They're doing a great job. The gospel is that Jesus paid this massive price with his life so that we could be free and live free. Not so that we could have moments of freedom and then be bound up again with issues and fears. God, Jesus doesn't want you living bound up. And I'm saying that to say, you know, at the end of the service, we're going to pray for this. And that is like a moment of freedom. But I'm talking today about how to, how to walk out your freedom. So we need to receive that prayer and then walk into our freedom. Uh, because it is, it is a journey uh, of getting there. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So the Galatian Christians that Paul was writing to were losing their freedom for two reasons. By believing false teaching, and secondly, indulging in the flesh. And both those issues are in play today in 2019. Believing the wrong stuff, that's why you've got to be careful, you know, there's, there's podcast for everything these days. You got to be careful what you're listening to, what you're taking on board. You got to test it with the Bible that we read. Just because some guy said it doesn't make it real. And that stuff can bind people up because they're like, nah, but this and nah, but that and just everything. What I'm saying today, everything we do has got to be tested by the Word of God. If it doesn't line up, then feel free. Come, let's have a talk. And secondly, by living for the flesh. You know, if we just go along with the world, we'll find ourselves with the world's problems. 
and there are many. We don't need to go into them right now, but uh, it was the same issue facing the Galatian church. Charles Wesley captures this idea of God's freedom in a, in a great old hymn that he wrote, and it said this, Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night. Thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke, the dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. Pretty nice, yeah. Love that song. We might sing it next week. I think the vet's going to bring it back into the set. The church. 1980, uh, 1897 revival. We're going to do it. It says, stand firm then. So Paul is, is saying, stand firm in your freedom. Don't let it slip. What you take a hold of, don't let it slip. It's like a, it's like a boat ho- holding on to its anchor. Um, who's, who's here and you're a fishing guy or girl? Just give us a wave right now. Yeah, like not heaps. I'm trying to, I'm trying to improve that in our church, you know, like f- fishing is going to enhance your life. I can just tell you right now. It's going to take it to a whole nother level, and uh, you, you're really going to find a lot more enjoyment in your life. But one thing that happens in fishing is sometimes if you go to the channel, I've got a few channels out there, like the Motohi channel or something, and you put your anchor down, and there's this great feeling where you get this massive tide of water just uh, you know, pouring past the boat, but you've got an anchor down. You can actually put your hand into it, and it's just like, it's like a wave of water. It's an amazing feeling, and, but you, you're solid because you've got this anchor, and it gives you an advantage because the fish are coming straight into your beautiful lure. It's your incredible bait, and, you know, because you're Christian, God gives you even more favor, and it's just it's all good. It's all good. Um, and that's what we've got to be like. You know, there's a tide of humanity coming past with all its ideas and all its stuff and all its weights and burdens. And we've got to be like those people that are just, we're just deeply connected to our anchor. And we're able to stand firm. And I tell you what, if you ever lose your anchor, it's not a good feeling. One of, the, one of those great nights, I'm just helping you understand fishing now. So we were out there, we'd had a great day of fishing, had some big snappers. And we decided we were going to stay the night on the boat cook up the fish. So we we're just starting to fill up the fish and just just uh, starting to cook it up. Yeah, it was going to be awesome. I was, we were just kicking back, enjoying. And then I was like, are we getting closer to that island? Seriously, it was like 10.30 at night. Had some food, just about to, you know, just chilling out there. And I'm like, I just noticed this thing. And then we, we pulled up and the anchor had actually fallen off, <laughs> which is quite good. We just didn't go to sleep. And wake up like on Waiheke Island. But in the wrong sense of turning up to Waiheke Island, just like on the rocks. Um, and, and, you know, our, our lives are like that. Like if we lose connection to this anchor, we're in big trouble. So at 10.30 at night, fish on board, hanging out. We just had to go home. You've got no option. We had to go home at 10.30 because uh, we had no anchor. And our lives are like that. We're in big trouble. Uh, I mean, we're going to be washed away if, if we don't have deep connection to this anchor, this freedom uh, in lives, the, in our lives. The Greek word histemi uh, for, for meaning to stand firm means to stand immovable in the presence of others before judges, before members of the Sanhedrin. And it's like we've, we've got to be able to stand firm with all this. We live in a world, man, everybody's commenting on everything. Huh? 
You know what I mean? This is like professional commentators on your life. Uh, you've got to be careful of this because all this stuff's coming. Everybody thinks this, and, but that's what it's saying. You've got to stand firm amongst all these judges, all these people trying to tell you do this and do that. And I think a lot of people just get confused because everybody's saying so many different things. You've got to try and keep it simple in your life. Follow the Word of God and find a, a leader that seems like they're solid, anchored. Just listen to them. Don't, don't have like 25 voices in, in your life. We've got to stand firm. And, of course, voices then that completely oppose what God's trying to do. A lot of liberal voices in the world today trying to say, let's do this and let's do that. And we've got to be able to have this anchor to God's pathway, to God's purpose in our lives. Uh, Martin Luther said this, as long as we cling to him with a steadfast faith, we possess his priceless gifts. But if we are careless and indifferent, we shall lose them. It is not without good reason that Paul urges us to watch and to stand fast. He knew that the devil delights in taking this liberty away from us. Scripture says, stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. So the, so the message is, don't go back. Once you've grabbed that freedom, guys, don't go back. Shut out the enemy. Some Christians are just too naive. You, know, it's like, oh. you have to guard your heart. You have to fight for what has been won in your life. It says, do not be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. So we know the yoke, if you've ever been to a farming situation, uh, the yoke that comes on oxen. And I've got a picture here of what this is because this is the illustration. Uh, and if you notice this, you never see oxen with a yoke on that just look happy. Well, look at these guys. They're, I mean, they're seriously emo. They're just like, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> and look at that yoke. You know, this big old thing screwed down around their necks. And it's, and it's literally saying to us, don't go back to this yoke, to this burden, to this lockdown, kid down uh, kind of life. And... Uh, I looked at a lot of pictures online. I did not see a happy couple of oxen. Just like, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for the yoke. How are you doing with the yoke? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going good with the yoke. No, they, they, don't, they don't want the yoke. They want to do what oxen are meant to do, which is I've got no idea. Just, just frolic. They just, they just want to frolic. They just, they, just, they just want to run and be free. <laughs> I don't know. What do oxen do for fun? Who's a farmer here? Have we got one farmer in the house? But you, they're all at Albany. Have we got no farmers here? Come on, put your hand up if you're a farmer. It's not, yeah. Okay, what do, what do oxen love to do with their spare time? What's that? Just eat. Just, just like eat grass and look strong. Okay. You know, don't let this yoke of slavery, this this restraint. That's what it is. It's a restraint on your life. Uh, if we have the yoke of slavery, we live in a small place of religion, of stress and of fear. Freedom in Christ is a big world of faith and freedom and hope for the purpose. So make a decision today to be joyful in spite of whatever's happening, to forgive people, to feel His blessing, and to live 
in the freedom of God. So, hey, before we uh, pray for some people here today, I just I want to bring a few keys about walking out our freedom, walking into our freedom. And number one is stand firm in faith. So we've got to go to faith. If we're going to get rid of fear, we've got to replace it with something. And you've got a choice with pretty much every day of your life. Tomorrow, you've got a great decision waiting for you in the morning, fear or faith. And you just got to decide, who am I going to be? You know, maybe if you're here and it's felt like fear owns you, but you just got to wake up tomorrow and say, hey, I'm changing it up. I'm, cha- I'm, I'm not going to live like the emo oxen any longer. I'm going to faith. I'm going to faith. I'm going to faith. Uh, and, and we just got to understand that you can't have both. You can't have both. Fear and faith will not exist in the same space. So even right now, just ask yourself, what, what is the predominant atmosphere of my life? Is it fear or is it faith? And in a moment, we can just stand together and, and let fear uh, be gone out of your life because you're created for faith. You're not created for fear. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. He's done this for your freedom. And faith helps us get there. 1 John 5, 4, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So you go into faith, and that might, might be a little bit of a battle to get there every Monday morning and Tuesday morning. But as you start going to faith, you become an overcomer. Who's interested in being an overcomer in their life? Give me a wave right now. You become an overcomer. Number two is drop the baggage. So, so what comes with, with freedom is, is no baggage. And too many people are carrying around baggage in their life. And it's, and it's, it's heavy and it's kind of cumbersome and it, it, it sort of messes with their life. <clears throat> I think about it like this. Years ago, Fiona and I went on a trip overseas in the 90s. And it was, it was before we just had those nice little trolleys now that come along with the wheels and everything. It was like the days of suitcases. Remember that? But I was cutting edge. I always have been. So <laughs> I had one of those big suitcases with like a couple of little wheels in the back. Remember that? It was like crossover, crossover generation from suitcase to whatever we call it now, <clears throat> trolley. And uh, so anyway, we had one of those and we were, we were catching the train into Rome. And again, this was the 90s. So it was actually the days before, what do we do before Airbnb and just kind of online do something? I decided in my great wisdom <clears throat> that we were just going to roll into Rome and just find some accommodation. <laughs> you remember this? And we got there at night off the train, and I got my crossover suitcase trolley thing and two of them, and then we were just basically trying to get some hotels like as close as possible to, to the uh, train station. And it was dark, and we're going in, and, you know, like, they speak Italian. <laughs> I was like, hey, how's it going? Uh, what kind of deal can we do here? Uh, just, it wasn't working out. And we're just carrying this stuff. And I remember carrying, and they, they weren't very good cutting edge technology because they just fall over all the time. So you're carrying this thing. And we'd gone to a few places, getting dark in Rome. And I was like, what's happening? And I was like, it's all sorted. <laughs> just, and I remember carrying this thing. They were all falling over. It was, it was just getting a bit stressful. And we finally worked it out. But, you know, that for a lot of people, that's what it's like in their life, just carrying all the stuff around and nothing's working and it's getting stressful and it's getting heavy and it's, we've got to drop 
the baggage. We've got to drop the baggage. We can do that right here. It's amazing. God's created this thing. I love it. The, the, the altar is a beautiful place in every church where, you know, we can, it's like a garbage disposal unit. Where does all that stuff go? Um, but I love it that we can bring this baggage and, you know, and offload, offload. Come on, what is, what is dragging you down? What is weighing down your life right now? The devil wants you living a burdened life, and the world obliges. New Zealand is topping the charts for a lot of good things, like tourism and a and, uh, place people want to be and just beautiful country, but we're also got some issues like teenage pregnancy, youth suicide, obesity, divorce rates, domestic violence. You don't have to live like this. Christ has come to set us free from the weight of sin and death. You can get rid of the stuff. And how, how do we do it? As I said, you, you can't get rid of this on your own. Just like, oh, I'm just going to quietly pray. And pr prayer is obviously hugely powerful, but God has put us in community. And the way that we get rid of this stuff is in community. So the power of, like I said, the altar, the very just the thing of coming and letting somebody pray with you. The Bible says in, in Matthew 18, as two agree together, we have what we ask for, like a powerful promise. In connect groups, you know, confess your sins one to another. It's like this powerful moment as we just open up to each other and seek prayer and get vulnerable, like, you know, in, in connect groups. Who's all our connect group leaders here? Just give us a wave. Give us a wave. Can we give all these guys a great hand, all our connect leaders? <laughs> guys, let's, let's do it in our connect groups coming up. Let's give that opportunity for prayer and, and just to share with one another our, our struggles and pray together. It is powerful. And thirdly, we have this thing, this course, I think we're starting today called Cleansing Stream, where we're able just to bring some, some um, really uh, great teaching into your life that helps you walk out of, of these kind of issues in your life. So use all these tools. Don't think, oh, I'm just going to sort it out myself. No, no, no. You're not going to make it if you try and do it on your own. We live in a world today that says, no, I'm good. I just, I just listen to T.D. Jakes. Um, you know, why wouldn't you? He's, he's an awesome preacher. But uh, you're not created to get there on your own, just listening to a TV preacher. Or doing, you know, we're, God wants us in community. Far no. We're better together. We're better together. Number three, and maybe our, our keyboard team can come and help me play some speed up music. Uh, number three is resist the enemy. James 4 and verse 7 says, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. We've got to resist. Uh, you know, the, the devil wants you back. He wants you back. You come up and get some freedom. If you've had some freedom, this, he wants you back. And you've got to resist uh, his invitations. When the old feelings come back, resist. When the hurts feel like they can, resist. When the disappointment comes, resist. De declare God's truth over the enemy's lies. And sometimes you've got to do that in the moment. You know, the moment we're going to pay for, pray for people that can't sleep. And my advice to you is in the moment, you, you, you're generally not sleeping because there's a lot of things going on. And it's, it's sort of waking you up. It's keeping you. And you just got to speak the promises of God. Because it's all the stuff going like, how am I going to do that? How's that going to happen? Is this going to go wrong? Is everything? And you just got to speak the truth of God upon your situation. I can do all things. Christ.
resist him. Maybe it feels like some of the symptoms are coming. I thought I got my healing. Speak the truth. Thank God for your healing. Thank God it's a new season in your life. Number four is manage your weakness. So the enemy knows your weakness and it's pretty easy for him to just pinpoint it. And the thing about healing is sometimes people feel like God just just takes everything away and God forgives and God heals, but we still live with the consequence of our sin. It's really important. Um, You know, I know sometimes it probably seems like pastors and leaders, you know, we're above that. We just conquered all this. But let's be honest, you know, my job is a really high risk job. (laughs) Not everybody makes it doing my job. And that's because we're all flesh and blood. We all have weaknesses and we've got to manage your weakness. The best example is this. If you struggle with alcohol, don't have your connect group at the pub. It's just called managing your weakness. And we do have this. I see Christians sometimes, I I respect, we've got at least two people in our staff that won't touch alcohol because they've struggled with it in the past. And I respect that when people make a great decision. And then you see, I've literally seen Christians wanting to buy these people a beer. And I'm, I feel like going up and just banging their head lightly with my fist. Uh, no, <laughs> just with a soft cuddle of encouragement. But just saying, what are you doing? Like, isn't, don't, you know, you've got to manage those things that have held you captive. Don't think, oh, it's all good. No, wisdom says, I've got to keep away from that stuff. The thorn in the flesh that we all walk with. You know, what is that thing that always brings you down? Run a mile from it. Keep away from it. Tell your connect leader. Tell your leader, hey, that's that's my issue. Let's, let's believe together. And uh, that leads to my next point, number five, keep it accountable. So again, if it's just a little thing in your head, it'll, it'll condemn you. You'll look around and say, oh, look at these amazing people. And I'm just such a, no, no, no. Just be accountable with somebody. They, it's just so good. I've had a few people come and say, hey, look, this is, this is my thing that I'm just struggling with and can we pray together on it number six is live differently 1 Peter 2 verse 16 live as free people but do not live your use your freedom as a cover up for evil live as God's slaves so what in your life can you change what's like this thing's got to change make some changes in your life and number seven don't turn back do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke slavery. Don't go back to the old things. The old things have a pull, but don't go back. It's like this. You remember Lot uh, and his wife busting out of Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, like evilest place on earth. And Lot's like, don't family, don't look back. Don't look back. Let's just go. Let's go. You remember the story? Lot's wife turns back to have one more look because the past sometimes got a big hold on us. She looks back turns into this pillar of salt. And I'm not saying that's going to happen to you, but, <laughs> but the past has nothing for you. Don't be one of these people. Some people, they're always living in the past, like the glory days, talking about something that happened about 20 years ago. Like, praise God if you've got some good things in the past. But let's move forward. Let's move into the future God has for us. God is not in the past somewhere. God is right here with you and leading you into a future of freedom. Can I get an amen here this morning? He's leading you into a future of freedom. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more about our church or to find out what's coming up, check out c3church.org.nz.